He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. To infinity and beyond! No crying? There's no crying in baseball! Hello and welcome back to Know Your Cinema, your favorite movie podcast. We are continuing our journey down the MCU rabbit hole. The this week we have Thor Dark World. I am your host, Jason Quinn, and with me as always is the King of the Ring, Devlin Clemens. What's up, everyone? I'm in the middle of eating a Reese's peanut butter egg because it's fucking Easter. Yeah, I mean, you can't really blame a guy for eating a Reese's peanut butter egg. Anybody who disagrees that Reese there's there's a hierarchy of when it comes to Reese's. Yep. And the 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 utmost tippy top of that is the Reese's peanut butter egg. Right. Don't talk to me about. Don't give me pumpkins or Christmas trees, Reese's eggs. And if you don't think they taste different, you're full of shit. Yeah. The, the 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 different shapes make a huge difference. I would say the secondary shape would be the pumpkin. It is close. But it is still not the egg. No, it's not the egg. Well, I prefer Reese eggs over Reese cups any oh, day of the week. Any day of the week. Yeah, I I like the Reese shapes, the various shapes. Egg, eggs at the top. I like the egg the shapes over any of the cups. Period. Correct. Except and big then, cups. Big cups. See, I'm not a huge. I'm not a big. I I would rather go sticks. I love Reese's sticks, but I also really love uh, Kit Kats. And I'm a, like a huge fan of the Nutrageous bars. You would be. Nutrageous bars, that's my favorite candy bar of all time. If I see them in the stores. Did you know? I, I didn't know this, but we're, we're fat kids. If anybody's never seen us in real life, we are two thick boys. Very thick. There is a different watch a McCullet bar now uh like a who's a what's it or some yeah who's like a what's it yeah it's like a peanut butter uh top with like the the rice on the bottom but it's like a chocolate mm-hmm. i saw super that good super good yeah i'm uh i'm a, I I'm actually a can big... taste stuff now i can actually taste stuff now so i'm so excited like that was reese's eggs i could taste i was like oh my god finally I uh, I haven't tried that that who's a what's it yet, but I've seen it and I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah, it, it threw me off. I'm like, wait a minute. I looked at it. I was like, is it just a different package? Watch them call it. Like, did we slip into a parallel dimension? No, I was like, because I go to this I go to this gas station out in Lithopolis, and I'm like, they have all kinds of just like random stuff out there. They have a nice little candy bar section, and. Uh, my friend Dante, he loves uh, the chocolate paydays. So, like, I know I can get him out there. So, I always grab him one, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a candy bar. And I'm like, those are little 
what, right next to marshmallows? What is that? So I picked it up and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Right. All right. Anywho, we are way off. We are way off base on Thor: Dark World. We got to start talking about candy and food, and I, I think, got a little distracted. I think it's a little bit appropriate to talk about candy because we are a movie podcast, and what goes better with movies than candy and snacks? Very true. Very true. I'm a, I'm a, I'm more of a uh, a popcorn guy at the movie theater. I normally don't eat anything, but if I have to pick something that's going to be going to be popcorn. Oh yeah. I think we already talked about this on a previous episode, but what our like go-to things is I'm a, it's usually like maybe a Swedish fish or Reese pieces, but popcorn's usually a good mix in there. Like popcorn and the cookie dough bites. There you go. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. But um, back to Thor Dark World. Um, Jason, do you want to take this one first or do you, you want to kind of, Kind of not choke on your beverage there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll 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 hop in on it. I um, <clears throat> I think this is one of the worst Marvel movies. Um, it's one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. It's it's not good. Um, what do you, well, before we go into, what do you think is the biggest problem with this movie? I'm I'm curious to hear what you have to say with the biggest problem with this movie, and I'll give you what I think the biggest problem in this movie is. See if we agree. Kind of an interesting take on what we've been doing here. I don't think that they knew. I don't think that they really had a clear direction when they started making this movie as to what they were going to try to do with it. Because I feel like there's so much in this movie that I don't give a fuck about. Like there's some there's a ca- a bunch of characters I could give two fucks less about. Like the only weight that almost any of these characters have in this movie, period, is their relationship with Thor. Like you care about Thor, and that's fine. You're supposed to care about Thor, and we have developed a relationship over this is his third outing that we care about Thor, right? We even care a little bit about you know, Natalie Portman's character and, and Darcy uh, Lewis as well. That's fine. But like his little band of merry men, I don't give a fuck about any of them. And like the musketeers, I like to call them the musketeers. They're, they're, they're pointless characters. They, I, I think, I mean, they're in the movie, but that is like of all of the characters that exist on, on, um, keep saying, I keep wanting to say Ragnarok, but, um, <laughs> What the fuck is the planet thing called? The place where they live, that the gods live. I can't even think of it off the top of my head. It's uh, fuck. What the hell? I don't know. Anyway, the play, the whatever the fuck that place is called, I can't think. Of, I'll think about it in a minute. The only characters that I give two shits about, I don't really even care about Odin like at all. <laughs> don't get me wrong, Anthony Hopkins is phenomenal, but like Asgard. over. T- Asgard, yeah. But over two movies, I haven't given a fuck about Odin at all. I don't care about him. I don't care about any of the... I don't care about Thor's mom. I don't care about anybody that... Lady Sif, I mean, I know she's got a bigger role you know, in the MCU than most of them do. I don't really care about any of them. Other than Thor and Loki, the rest of those characters don't matter at all. And like, I feel like they made it 
they made it as if we should care about them. And they keep trying to add like weight to these characters, but it's like back ended weight. And I feel like that's it just doesn't fit well. And then the dark elves, I don't feel like they did a good enough job really painting a picture of what was going on with them. Um, and they really wasted Christopher Eccleston. He's he's the guy that plays the lead dark elf. He's I love Christopher Eccleston because he's the, he was the first doctor that they got me into Doctor Who. So for me, he's an important actor because he he got me he he put me on to a character that I truly cherish, right? As far as like my nerd my nerd life goes. So the, I feel like he was kind of wasted because I think he's he's good and no, no, I, I get I just I don't know. I didn't feel like the conflict was well put out. I just it just felt all over the place. A lot of the time it felt like they were trying to put this together and they didn't have a clear direction of what the fuck they were going to do. And it it never feels it, it feels like they they had a point A and a, a point B. And the route that they took in the middle was absolutely bonkers because their point B was that they needed to make sure that the ether, which is a fucking infinity stone ended up in the hands of the collector. That was their point B. That's where it needed to be in order for the MCU to continue. And then they needed and then point A was Thor was on Asgard with Loki. And that's all they, that was it. And then the rest of the shit in the middle was just like, I didn't give a fuck about it. And that's, I, to me, that's the biggest thing. It's like, there was no direction. It just didn't feel like there was, it was completely non-consequential. It's, it, it literally, if you, if I told you that, hey, in Thor Dark World, Loki and Thor are in this movie together and in the end they had uncovered an infinity stone and the collector has it that's the only information you need out of this whole fucking movie yeah um i think the the worst part of this movie is that i've maintained over <clears throat> the course of this entire podcast that a, a good good guy is only as good as a good bad guy no matter what film you're in. Yeah. And Christopher Eccleston is, he's been Destro in the G.I. Joe movies, which were garbage anyways, but he's played a good bad guy there, I thought. I don't think they laid out enough for me to hate this bad guy. Like, I'm like, oh, he's a bad guy. Cool. He's not a, it's not a good character of a bad, it's not a good, like, storytelling of a bad guy. Like, Odin had this war with the elves, or Odin's dad had this war with the elves, and, and then they, you know, they created the ether and then lost it, and then we, they hit it, and then Jane somehow falls into this parallel universe, and it it wraps itself around her and then she has it and like 
nothing bad happens for, like jane nothing like she never uses it it never like comes out of her like once and like starts to take over a little bit and then they like take it out of her and it's like okay it's like uh i, I almost equate this movie to like randall's uh abbreviation of the lord of the rings <laughs> like it's that whole sequence where he's like you want to see the first movie and he's walking and he'll see the second one and he trips over something and then he walks over and like takes the ring off and throws it in the fire like that's how this movie feels but i'm big on characters and i'm big on storytelling and the thing with this movie is like it from a percept from a perception you watch it and you're like okay it's telling a story but then when everything's done you're like what in the fuck did i just watch like well, why doesn't this story all make sense to me and why is it going in 700 different directions and why do i not have an established bad guy it's almost like they wanted to make loki the bad guy but they were like yeah we're just gonna kind of like make him like make you like him for a little bit well, it's like every single app, every aspect of this movie where the movie would start to gain some sort of attraction with you, mm-hmm. it immediately pulls the rug out from underneath itself. Like the her stumbling into this dimension, which they created this concept of how that would work. Okay, I buy into it, whatever. Let's suspend that disbelief. She gets this power, okay? Mm-hmm. And then... It, it it they're like oh it's a big you know it's gonna fucking kill her that's gonna be a big deal you know and then they're like oh we got to take it out of her and then they're like oh it defends itself and then it's like oh well we're never gonna see that again it's never gonna defend itself again that doesn't matter oh and we're gonna get it out of her and she's not gonna die and that's not gonna fucking matter so it's just like every time it's it's like it's it's like it's like fucking if you mixed Forrest Gump and Cheddar Bob like. He's trying to run, but he just shot himself in the leg. A fucking leg. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. It's like every fucking time he's like trying no. to get off the blocks. It's like I'm about to. It just keeps know. tripping. It just keeps tripping over itself. Yeah, and it, it's it's just yeah, like you know they're like okay, well we're gonna start trying to develop these these dark elves as a big a big deal, and then like they don't really ever show why they are a big deal. They're just like oh they're. I I fought him, you yeah. know. It's like, oh, who, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, right? You know, no, I, mean? like, I I totally. I mean, I totally agree with you. I just when I was watching this movie, I'm like, Marvel just does not give a shit about Thor. Like, they just, they just how we how we out. how do we go from the second one or the first one to Avengers, and this is the follow-up to Avengers. It's like, did you guys blow your whole load on Avengers? Yeah, I mean, it 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 looked that way. And honestly, I was not like I I, I later on I I honestly don't know if it's the director because the first movie didn't have the a, a director that was the same as the second movie. Right. But then the third movie has a new director, and he is this and four is actually the only marvel character in the entire mcu that gets a fourth movie right it is a thor movie so he's got a fourth movie coming out next year and the third movie in the thor franchise which is oddly enough so the first two are like "Eh, ass movies they're like 
bottom tier Marvel films. And then the third movie comes out and they're like, it's like finally somebody understands how to write for Thor first off and then understands it to an, a degree that honestly the third Thor movie is probably one of the best Marvel movies period which doesn't make any fucking sense how they went from like that bad to that fucking good yeah I mean I, I, I gotta blame the I gotta blame a lot on writing here I mean if you're just it almost feels like they were directing straight off the script and they weren't trying to change anything they weren't having any changes to the script they're just like okay here's the script it's gonna make money let's just let's just film and get it out of here and my whole thing is like i said i've never seen a movie where a bad guy wasn't as established as he should have been like we got the up we got the upcomings for the bad guy the bad guy got his victory we got all the normal placating things that you do in a film with a bad guy but i i don't understand enough of this character to give a shit and i mean even like what what makes this guy so badass like because he's got the he's got this he, he all of a sudden gains this power from this they got these little cool ass grenades like what the fuck like what are, what, are, what why am i why am i happy about these bad guys one of my favorite superhero bad guys, and you—I don't think you have you ever seen the—you've never seen the Christopher Reeve Superman, have you? The first one, yeah. You've seen the first one, okay. So you've not seen—you've not seen like Terrence Stamp as Zod. No. Okay. So Terrence Stamp as Zod is is one of my favorite comic book bad guy characters because they they build that character from movie one. And showing you the character and then bringing him to life in, in two. But they give him a lot more screen time than they do Superman by, by building him up that way. Well, and I, I think that there's a, there's, and there, the, there's a wrong way to do that too. Like what you just right. said right there with the, the giving him more screen time. Like they tried that same kind of concept in the newest Wonder Woman movie. And, uh, Sure, and the I newest Wonder Woman movie feels like a movie about uh, I can't think of what the fucking uh, something Lord I, I can't think of what the fucking his first name is. It feels like a movie about him instead of remotely a Wonder Woman movie. Right, but and what I'm saying about the the Terrence Stamp thing is it, it still when you watch it it still has a good balance because of the story they're trying to tell with Superman in that movie. So it, it all makes sense as to why we're getting more of this screen time with Terrence Stamp. But my thing is, is like when I watched it as a kid, I was like, I, I, I've been watching wrestling for years too. And I'm like, I know what a good bad guy looks like, like how you build a character like that. Even as a kid, like I could tell, like that was a well-written bad guy. Like we all like, for us horror movie fans, we we love Jason Voorhees, and technically, that's the bad guy, right? Yeah, he's one of those he's one of those bad guys that you find yourself like, yeah, yeah you you you're rooting for the bad guy, but you also in every movie you know the backstory you you you've it's been well established, and why are we rooting for a ruthless killer? Kill those senseless sinning teenagers. Correct, but. And then when you see movies like Jason X or something like that, and they like they have these really 
cool killings, you're like, oh, okay, like those that was awesome. But you're 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 invested in that particular character. In this movie, the potential to be a great character is there. The look, kind of the backstory of everything, really looks great. But then, it's just like me. It's like a fart in the wind. Like it, 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 like I get we're supposed to be focusing on Thor. We're supposed to be moving forward in the MCU. We're supposed to be developing better, different relationships with the different people around him. But you have to focus on the movie that you're in before you start. You're jumping the shark, literally. Like before you, you, you need to focus on that movie that you're in. The whole reason why Avengers is so good is because we get a lot more Loki. We get a lot to see a lot more of that character. And we get all the story building around it and everything kind of makes sense. And then, then we're starting to root for the Avengers and we get those great scenes, those battle scenes at the end, those back-to-back battle scenes. But we also despise Loki because he's so full of himself as well because we've we've established what he wants to do and why he wants to do it and why he's so bitter because of the Thor movies. Even in the first one, we still established that character right then and there. In this movie, it's just like, oh, they're elves and they're and they're angry. They're angry little elves. Like they should be baking cookies in a tree. <laughs> well, and the most the the big the big thing that that you're supposed to get that's supposed to make you want that revenge or whatever is Thor's mom gets killed, right? And the the problem that I have with that is that's fine that they wanted to kill Thor's mom. She's not really a super consequential character as far as. Any, you know any of that goes whatever we killed her off but you're supposed to add that emotional resonance right. with the rest of the story all we get out of thor at that point is him screaming and throwing his hammer and that's the emotional reaction right. that he has all he has right and then we get loki's reaction and loki carries all the emotional weight of that death and that that scene is the only time in this movie where I honestly feel like something hit is when you see that illusion fade away and you see Loki as he truly is. Right. And he's disheveled and he's fucked up. And to me, that is one of the, you know, the, the scenes in this movie that like actually has some weight to it. And you're like, right. okay. But it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that. It should be. It should be the opposite. It should be the opposite. We should see Thor. Right. We should have, if if you're trying to make a Thor movie, it should be Thor that we care about. We shouldn't come out of this movie caring more about Loki. Correct. Showing, showing a hum, hum, humane side to to Loki. I get that he should be because it's his mom, but Loki, right. Loki the character wouldn't let his guard down like that. But I can understand. I can understand if it was like a scene where, like, they both were grieving. Like Thor had to come tell him, and then they were both like grieving, and then he dropped his guard, and then you get to see the the disheveled Loki. Yeah, and and they probably and had they done it that way, then it could have been something. Yeah, but like the problem, like the way that they paint it, it never feels like. 
I don't know. It, it never feels like we're getting even the, the revenge of him. Like I'm going to hunt them down for my mom. Like that just doesn't, it never comes across that way. Mm. It never feels like, you it doesn't know, feel like a, it doesn't feel like a man whose mom just got murdered in front of him. No, it never feels like that. And that's a, that's a huge problem with this movie because that's supposed to be our big emotional weight. Now they retroactively correct that later on down the road and they actually give that whole scene a lot more weight way later. Mm-hmm. But it should have happened now. Right. Like, it should have been... Because Thor is the the temperamental one. It should have been him going off on, on his own. No help whatsoever. Just going after these guys. And then they have to have Loki come help him. And I mean, we got instead of instead of like a big emotional scene of him, like I'm about to go like fuck everything else that's going on in my world. I'm going to go because of this situation that's happening to me. We got well, let's 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 what if we throw a little bit of Ocean's Eleven in here and randomly break her out of fucking like that whole that whole breakout scene that they fucking shoehorned in there, I'm like, well, who gives a fuck about this? Right. This is so fucking stupid. Like, it just felt stupid. Right. Honestly, felt unnecessary. I- it felt wrong. It felt badly written. It was a lot. There's a lot wrong with this movie. There's a lot wrong with this movie. Yeah. Like I said, I, I for me, I think that it's, it's not establishing a, a proper heel in this movie. Because I feel like if if you did that, even that scene that we talked about would have more weight to it. Yeah, it was just like he just showed up, like somehow got into Asgard and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go. This is what I'm going for." And I need the I need the the either and and then uh, oh, uh, Thor's mom's in the way, so I'm gonna kill her. Bye. And I get yep. lightninged in the face. Yep. Yeah, it was just like meh. Yeah, a lot, a lot of this movie was just like, eh, I'm not the best at it, and that, that that's a problem. And you know, this movie was bad, and it, I, it's rare we get on here and we talk about bad movie, especially a bad Marvel movie or a bad bad comic book movie. It's it's bad, and there's no way around it. And this, but, I, uh, it, it's a movie where I can understand why if somebody watched the MCU up until this point, and then they were like, eh. I don't give a fuck. That was me. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And I, I can understand. As I, I, when I was watching it again, I'm like, I, there's a reason why I didn't watch any more Marvel movies hardly after this. Well, and I, I had watched this movie as it came out. And then to tell you the truth, I was kind of nearly right where you were at up until I had another bigger comic book friend of mine who watched Winter Soldier, which is the next movie, and was like, dude, I'm telling you, it is next level. I'm like, dude it's gonna be another bullshit like i don't care and he's like i'm telling you it's just a good action movie like you're gonna like it and i'm like okay so from there i was hooked like i was you know in hook line and sinker but i can understand why a person would watch this film and say yeah i don't think marvel's for me yeah, I mean, it, it's bad. It really is. But um, let's move on since I, we're just right now, we're just in a bashing mode. Let's go into favorite scenes. Um, I'll go first. My favorite scene is this the Loki disheveled reveal. 
I think that that is that is probably the crowning jewel of this movie. Um, I, I like the the scene right before the final battle where it's a it's a little like um, a little cat and mouse with the with Loki acting like he stabbed Thor and cutting off his hand and and turning his brother over. I like that scene. Um, I thought it was in, in that that kind of that battle where where Loki dies. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a, a a very like the emotion that was there. I felt like should have been with his mom, mm-hmm. but we got it with Loki, which was weird. But it was still a good scene for the whole 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 thing that was going on there. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a good scene. Yeah. Um. But even then, they rip that right out from underneath themselves right at the end of the fucking movie. Right, right. Reveal he never died. Right. So, you know, there goes that, you know. But, I mean, I still thought it was a good scene for what it was. Uh, favorite quote? Is there quotes in this movie? There are. Unfortunately, there are, there are quotes in this movie. Um, I'm going to go, you know what? This is the only quote I can remember. From this movie and that is stanley's cameo and he says can i have my shoe back <laughs> um that's what i'm gonna go with um <laughs> i like the scene right after uh loki passes away quote unquote and uh eric selvig says your brother isn't coming is he and Loki and thor says loki's dead and selvig says thank god i'm so sorry <laughs> That is funny, yeah. Yeah, that, that popped me. I forgot all about that, but it's just like that moment where he's like, oh, thank God. I'm so sorry. That's right around one of the most bullshit scenes in this movie where Thor hangs his hammer on a coat rack, which is not absolutely in any way fucking possible. Right. The pull It would pull the coat rack down. Yeah. It's that I, when, I, when I saw that, I was like, like I know that it's supposed to be funny, but it's like, mm, nope, that's not how that would work. Nope, not at all. <laughs> um, favorite performance? It's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, me. it's yeah. I, I was gonna second that. Yeah, definitely Tom Hiddleston. He he just plays a good bad guy. He plays a good guy you want to hate. You want to punch in the face. Like when I see him, I'm like, he's low key. I want to punch him in the face. I I I mean. I have, over time, I mean, I, I think eventually you'll get there too. Eventually, Loki becomes a person that you learn to love, and I fucking, God, I love him. I, I just, I love Loki so much, and I think that this, you know, just, I mean, Tom Hiddleston never, he's never a dull moment when he's when he's in costume, man. He's just got it. Yeah, and you know, classically trained actor, he he understands the part, he understands the character, and he knows how to bring that uh, hatred out in people just by a performance. I know, I mean, I lo- I love the performance, and I and and the character of Loki, you know, it, it it grows on you. I get that, but it, at the same time, I'm like, I love a good bad guy performance, and he 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 kills it. He kills it every time. Yeah. 
I think slowly over time they eventually develop him from less of a bad guy and more of an asshole that you just love like a lovable asshole which is good and i'm looking forward to his series so much i can't wait all right the big one ratings i'll let you start get the pole position on this one um I'm I think I'm gonna give it a six. I think I'm gonna give it a six. I was debating on a five and a half, but this movie's still better than some of the junk that I've ended up having to watch on here. And when I think about I gave Mad Max, I think a four or a four and a half. And I would put this at least a, a point and a half or two points above Mad Max. So that's why I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I don't remember what I rated Mad Max, but this is pretty, it's pretty close. If it had to be for me, it's going to be a five. Okay. Yeah, it's a five. It, um, it's really about story and characters for me in this one and that's what hurts it everything else visually the eye test is there the humor's there at times which is you know you need that in the marvel the marvel cinematic universe but man the character building and the story is just too much for me not to give it a five i can't i can't i can't go above i can't go above six because the saving, if there's a saving grace to keep to keep it at a five, it's because of the how the action sequences are filmed, and Tom Hiddleston's portrayal of Loki helps a lot too, and even Helmsworth being Thor. I get that he was playing the part for that particular scene we discussed, but you know he's still getting better at portraying the character of Thor. And I just, like I said, I can't, I can't put it, I can't give it a six because it's just, it's just too above the halfway point. Fair. Well, like I, said, I, was, I was thinking five and a half and the only reason I came up on that six was, I think it's, I think it's honestly Tom Hiddleston and, and my, I absolutely just, I fucking love that dude. I understand. No, I get that. No, I understand. I just when well, I came least, out, I mean, of, I'm, I'm glad we're not too far off. I, yeah, yeah. I, I came. I came out of the movie immediately going, "This is a five. This is a five, and I don't know why I'm not burning this DVD right now. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. But I think I picked it up at like buybacks or something, so I didn't really pay that much for it. So I'm not really pressed about spending money on that DVD. It just like I, I I was like looking through the DVDs and I'm like, oh, I do have it because <laughs> I always have to pre-check if I have a movie before I go and buy it. Well, can see I have it's on Disney Plus, so that's the right. only I'm, I have it on there. But I would have been mad had I had to buy it because I knew it was not I knew it was a stinker. But I, still right. I mean, I, I mean, I remember not liking it. I just don't remember. I didn't remember that now being a full-on 
movie critic with a with a podcast that how much I really hated it. Yeah, I mean, we like can... Mad Max is the lowest movie I've ever rated on here, and that was like what was that first first episode? Second, second episode. Our first episode was quality. We had uh, we had Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, The Godfather, and The Karate Kid. Yeah, all quality yeah. films. And yeah, it Mad Max is the lowest rated film I've been on here. And I had seen Mad Max, but it had been twenty years. And then I, I'm like, man, it just it's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. But and I even tried to put myself in that time period and like uh, the filming style. I'm like, nah, this is terrible. But it 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 had that feel to it. Like it, it was going downhill, and I'm like, ah, it's it's way too well filmed. In, in the sense of like action for me to get put it in Mad Max range. And it doesn't yeah, just I mean, drop you in the middle of a plot. Yeah. yeah, it didn't it didn't drop you in the middle of a fucking plot. Yeah. So Jason, uh will you do the honors and let the fine folks at home know what we are watching next week for our Marvel Cinematic Universe review. So next week, I'm expecting to come up quite a bit on our Marvel review, which will be Captain America Winter Soldier. This is directed by the Russo brothers who go on to direct Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame, um, as well as creating the show Community, which is one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> which coincidentally that's one of the reasons why they ended up with the um so anyway we're going to be watching that next thursday but right before that you can catch us on tuesday doing our regularly scheduled podcast reviewing machete starring danny treo don johnson uh jessica alba michelle rodriguez cheech marin steven seagal Steven Seagal and Robert De Niro. I think that I catch everybody. Yeah, De Niro was in there. Yeah, we forgot Jeff Fahey. I don't know who Fahey. Who's Fahey playing in the movie? He's the 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 senator's aide. No, see, I don't. I didn't recognize him. So that's probably who you've never seen Lawnmower Man, have you? No, I haven't. The Stephen King film. I've heard of it, and it's always been on one of my. It's been on my list, but I've never. Super trippy, super trippy. But um, yeah, looking forward to Winter Soldier. Um, hear good things about it. I've been accosted for the last month to watch it, <laughs> and unfortunately, I have to abstain from watching anything previously released that I have not seen, and which sucks because I always see movies that I'm like, oh, I just want to watch that movie. Like, nope, can't do it because it could ball up on the wheel. That's commitment, folks. But uh, we appreciate all of you um, tuning in to our podcast and sticking with us through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Please go to our social medias. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Shoot us a message. You know, tell us we suck. Tell us you hate us. Just give us something. You know, We, we, we accept all forms of of uh, free speech so uh, like I said go go find us on Instagram TikTok Twitter wherever and uh, we'll get back with you trust me on that one um, but until next week 
Um, my name is Devlin Clemens, and uh, I like to leave you with uh, our favorite quotes, uh, which we didn't do last week. It's super surprising, Jason. We didn't do that last week. So, uh, but we're going to leave you with the, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're going to leave you with our favorite quotes. Mine is from my best friend. Uh, it is baseball season. And once again, yes, I'm so happy. Um, and he was a huge Detroit Tigers fan. Absolutely 110%. Whatever fiber is being hated the Minnesota Twins. And anytime they'd be losing on the scoreboard or at home and he'd see the score, he would always look at me and say, all is right in the world today because Minnesota was losing. And today, folks, all is right in the world. And I'm Jason Quinn, and I like to leave you with my favorite movie quote of all time, which is, don't take life too seriously because you'll never make it out alive. Next week, Machete and Winter Soldier. See you. <laughs>